Good morning. Thank you for joining us for our Sunday morning service here at the Living Warden Christian Center Church located in East Orange, New Jersey. It's Fifth Sunday and that means it's our Youth Takeover Sunday. We are so happy to have our very own Pastor Linda Faison delivering the word today and our Quiet Store Mind Ministry doing our worship for this morning. We hope that you are blessed by the word, that you tune in, that you like, comment, and subscribe, and we thank you for joining us. Praise the Lord. Amen. How many know we are not what we used to be? Thank God. And with the help of the Lord, we are going to reach our destiny. Amen. We praise God for a quiet storm and their ministry unto us. And we thank God for being with you this morning. It is Youth Takeover, Fifth Sunday, and I'm just honored to be here. Uh, amongst you, the people of God. Amen. We're going to uh, pray, and then uh, we're going to go into the Word of God. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've made. We praise your name. You're worthy to be praised. Your name is above every name. We thank you for giving us victory and power through your name, Lord. We thank you, dear Jesus, for being our comforter, our keeper, our God. And as we come before you this morning, God, we ask that you clean away, oh God, all the sludge, everything that needs to be cleaned out of our life to make us recipients of your word, Lord. We pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you touch our eyes, that we might see Jesus. Touch our ears, that we might hear your word. And touch our heart, that we might receive you. This we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I, I do thank God for being here. I thank God uh, for uh, my pastor, the shepherd of this house, um, I praise the Lord for just being alive today. Um, I'm honored to be here. I uh, give honor to um, my pastor. I thank God for him, but I praise God for him allowing me to be here and um, for um, Sister Aja Faison and the young people. Um, we just commend you. You know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but as I'm looking over empty pews, but out in the audience, it's young people. Uh, maybe two senior citizens are in the house, but the rest are young people, and I thank God for their work, their diligence in making us um, what we are and bringing us to you every Sunday. It is our youth. It's our young people that are doing this, and we thank and praise God for them and um, Elder Bragg. Amen. Uh, we're going to... Um, we're going to do what God said this morning. So um, I want to um, talk to you about um, seasons and understanding uh, the seasons and the times that we're in. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. But I really want to um, just share with you um, that I'm grateful. I'm grateful for another day. 
I'm grateful to the Lord to be alive. And I pray that you're grateful as well. God has given us another chance, another day, another opportunity. Um, in spite of whatever is going on in our lives and regardless of whatever's going on, you know, we are here. We're still here. No matter what we face, no matter what we faced yesterday, you may have had a dilemma even this morning. But I, you know, I just this was thinking about, I said, Lord, I'm still here. I'm still here. And you know, for me, now just personal, before, you know, I just get into the word of God. For me, when I just be think about being here and the gratefulness of God. This comes to my mind. This is what I recall, that I'm still here. Therefore, I have hope. And it is of the Lord's mercies that Linda is not consumed because his compassions, they fail not. They're new to me every single morning. And this morning I said, God, you're so faithful. Your mercy was extended to me once again. He's faithful. He led me through so many things. God is good. Um, Jeremiah talked about the faithfulness of God. And um, I know the Lord has not dealt with me uh, according to my iniquities. And I sometimes we... Things happen to us, and we begin to uh, blame God for these things, but it's not the Lord. The Word of God says that uh, what we sow, we reap. When we sin, there's re uh, repercussions for our sins. It's not the Lord. The Lord is good. He's merciful. He's kind, and he's extending us kindness. Um, God is just good. You know, the song came to me, how faithful God is. He's faithful. Great is thy faithfulness. God unto me. The, there's a verse in there that says, um, a pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. Thine own presence just to cheer me and to guide me. God is with me. He's faithful, saints. I just want to share that with you. There's not, I could jump myself, clap my own hands, but God is faithful. Be encouraged, be encouraged, be encouraged. I don't care what you're going through. You have a God that's with you and he is faithful. Amen. Turn with me. We're going to talk about seasons. There's so many things going on today, so many things um, in personal lives and things that are going on nationally, things that are going on internationally. Um, we, people are dying. Uh, we're losing loved ones. Uh, famous people are dying, but, um, and we hear about that on, on television. But in our own lives, we're losing loved ones and we're dealing with that. We're dealing with uh, sicknesses, disease. We're dealing with an unstable economy. People's money is shaken like never before. And all of these things affect us. They affect our daily living. But we have to understand that there is a God, there's a God in heaven, and God is great. 
He's faithful and he is great. We are, yes, we're living, um, I've said this and others said it and you hear it, we're living in unprecedented times for us. Things we've never been through before, things we never thought that we would experience. But the Bible tells me that there is nothing new under the sun. What has, what is, has already been. So while it's new for me, it's not new for my God. I am walking around with a mask when I go to buy eggs and milk and I go to pay a bill, but God knows that's not new. Isolation is not new. I thought about the time when um, the Lord was delivering his people out of bondage. And the Lord used death, the death angel, to deliver his people out of bondage. And the, de and the uh, instructions for the people of God was to take the blood of the lamb, right? They, they went into Passover, they uh, had that supper, and they were to take the blood of the lamb and put that over their doorposts. But the death angel was being dispatched in the land, not in one particular area, in the land, in Egypt, where his people were. And he gave them specific instructions. And when the angel came and saw the blood, the angel would pass over that house. Didn't matter who was in the house. But if the blood was over the doorpost, the angel passed by that house. And the word of God lets us know there were those that were um, maybe in the house that shouldn't have been, or we think they shouldn't have been there, but they were safe because they were covered in the house that had the, the, the blood over it. And I thought about what we're going through now. And yes, people have died. Saints have died. But guess what? Those saints had the blood of Jesus covered over them. So they are safe. We're going to see them again. People have come through this horrible, horrible disease that we're trying to get our hands on. But I said, wow, Lord, you used death to set your people free. Who are we to say? What God, what is fair, what is not fair, what should be happening now, what shouldn't be happening now. Who are we? What do we know? We don't know the end of this. We don't know what God is bringing out of this. There are so many theories, so many schools of thought. People are just flipping the phone and you're finding out this and you're finding out this. But we're losing perspective of God. And that we can't do as the people of God. No matter what you search, what you find out, come back to the word and understand how great God is who God is. And I'm saying this to you for a reason, because if we lose sight of God, 
it makes it very hard to understand his move and to see him when he's moving. God is, there are characteristics of God that surpass man. God is omnipotent. He's still omnipotent, saints. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere all the time. He does not sleep. He does not slumber. The word of there's a um, word for him where he's omnibenevolent, which means he is perfectly good. When you want to describe somebody that's perfectly good, it's God. It's God. No matter how good somebody is, God is perfectly good. He's sovereign. His attributes, he's sovereign. He's eternal. That means he's self-existent. He doesn't need me. I need him every morning I wake up. I need him to breathe in me. He doesn't need me. He made me because he wanted to. He fashioned me because it pleased him. Actually, he fashioned me to please Adam. But I'll take it because I was good. But it was his purpose, not his need. Do you get it? He's self-existent. He's immutable. You cannot compare him to anybody. You can't liken him to anybody. And he's holy. God is holy. God is just. He's pure. He's pure in his spirit. And he does not answer again to any of us. And how many know God does not make mistakes? These are facts that we have to get embedded in our spirit. Because doubt's going to come. Disappointment's going to come. Anger, frustration's going to come. You're going to feel like he forgot about you. And you're going to have a co-signer all the time. Whenever you start talking about uh, what might be missing and lacking in your life, the devil's going to co-sign. Rest assured. But we have to know who God is. The word of God found in Ecclesiastics chapter 3. Ecclesiastics was um, written, and they're the words of Solomon. And we know that um, Solomon, when uh, he was praying to the Lord and asking um, the Lord to bless the temple, and he, he built the temple, and he asked God's presence over that, the temple, and he prayed. He just interceded. That was just an awesome intercessory prayer. But the Lord, Solomon had an opportunity to ask God for anything. And what Solomon asked God for was wisdom. He could have asked for anything. He asked for wisdom. Mm, I wonder what we would do if we had an opportunity. You know, genie God. Genie God came to Solomon and said, what do you want? 
And Solomon said, wisdom, so that I might govern and lead your people appropriately. I'm not, mm, that's all I can say is, mm. And God granted Solomon wisdom. And Solomon moved in the wisdom of God. We see examples all in the word of God. But Solomon also moved in the wisdom of his flesh and of his self. And he was a, uh, uh, some describe him as a, um, a great um, pursuer, a, quest, a quester. He went on quests. He did this. He did. There was nothing that Solomon desired to do that he didn't do. Now, I'm going to leave that right there. I'm going to leave that right there. I'm just telling you what Solomon told me when I read his book. He just, whatever was in my heart to do, I did it. Um, he was plentiful young people. He had money. He had riches. He had fame. People came to see him. Solomon had it going on. He was known. And he was supposedly a righteous brother, as you put it. But he had it going on. Solomon, um, he, he had women. So I don't know how he would fare today in the movements we have, because he was very unorthodox for today. But in his day, it was allowed. He went out of his um, ethnicity, and he went out of his race, and he tried it all, touched it all, did it all, and experienced it all. And this, um, in, in, in um, Ecclesiastics, the third chapter is in the beginning, in the earlier stages of his life and his experience and some of the things that he saw, some of the things that he experienced. And, but he realized this in wisdom, because wisdom's talking. He said, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the sun. There is. There is a season, and there's a purpose for everything. You're not here for anything. Even an ant has purpose. <coughs> Somebody said, yeah, for me to step on it. But no, outside of that, okay? Everything is purpose. And just because you don't know what it is doesn't mean it's not relevant. It's just like somebody may not understand my purpose. Right? But that doesn't mean I'm irrelevant. So to everything, there's a season, there's a purpose, there's a time under heaven. And he goes through various aspects of seasons. And here, when you look at the word season, the season here is talking about a specific point in time. We know we have seasons. We learn about seasons in school. There's four seasons. I'm not taking you through that, y'all. I think you passed that subject, right? But when Solomon is talking about seasons, he's naming various things that we deal with in life. And they're called seasons, <clears throat> They're not situations. So seasons last for a period of time. Not long, but they last for a period of time. 
And Solomon lets us know that we are going to go through seasons. We're going to go through periods of time. And we have to understand there's a reason for that season. There's a, there's a time to be born, obviously. I had to be born to get here. But it's not just a physical birth. There is a season, there's a time when your ideas are going to be birthed. Your dreams are going to be birthed. There's an appointed season. If God put a purpose in you, I'm sorry, I'm trying to stay in one place. It's hard. But there is a specific time for your dreams and your visions to be birthed. God appointed it. You don't know, but he knows. Just like he called you. He called two people together, male and female, for you to get here. But there's a time for your dreams to be born. And then there's a time when some dreams, some purposes end. In, don't stay stuck. Don't stay. There was a season, very quick. There's a season. I'll take a resume. Let's take a resume. Most uh, young um, adults that are over maybe 16 are starting to build a resume. But today, children are working. So there, some of them are building resumes today. There's that first job. It could be home. You could be a landscaper. Young people, you raking leaves, you picking up this, you helping pull up shrubs, you're a landscaper. There's a season for that. There will come a time in your life where hopefully your mother and father can't call you to take out the garbage, to wash the dishes, to help me mow the lawn, because this is my season of learning. I'm no longer, I've progressed. I'm in college and I'm learning under a professor. Now, there are professional students, and Solomon talks about that late. I'm gonna talk to you about that a little bit. But you are not supposed to be in college forever. <clears throat> it's called graduation. At some point, you graduate. So there's a season. And that's what he's saying here. There are seasons. There's a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planted. You don't just garden, 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 plant vegetables, plant vegetables, and never eat them. When the tomato is ripe, you pull it off, and you make some salad. Make a tomato sandwich. I don't know, but it comes a time for everything. A time to weep. A time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance. So we're going through seasons. Many of us are going through seasons today where we feel like we're doing more mourning and less laughing. Uh-huh. We, we're more weeping, I'm sorry, and less laughing. More mourning, less dancing. But I serve you notice today that it's just a season. It's not your life. Don't stay stuck. Don't stay there. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. You know, 
when you think about stones, they are, they're very um, specific in their use, right? Um, you can't take a stone and shape it like you can clay or mud or, you know, even gold, you could shape gold. <laughs> a stone's a stone. But a stone has a specific purpose. And there's times when you gather stones. There are times when there are rock hard things and situations that are supposed to be a part of your life. There are tough experiences that you're supposed to go through. Life is not supposed to be easy. The word of God says that man that's born of a woman is a few days and they're full of trouble. And I like to look at trouble as stones. There comes a season when trouble is going to find you because it makes you, it builds character. But then there comes a time when you throw those stones away. I'm not staying there. That trouble is over. Trouble don't last always, as Deacon Freeman used to tell us. Trouble don't last always, but there's a season. He goes on to talk about other seasons. And he says, there's, I'm skipping through. I'm not going through all of them. I want you to read them. But he says, there's a time to love and there's a time to hate. And the word hate here means there is a time to refrain from embracing. Now, embracing is up there. That embracing is referring to actually... Um, this is a young audience, but it, it refers to lovemaking. And there's a time for everything. This is not a marriage seminar, but oh, could I go somewhere if it was. But there's a time. You can't get married and spend your life in bed. You will have a bunch of babies, no money, no progress. Maybe. It's a season for everything. What we have to do as people is understand, I can't stay in hate. You describe people as haters because they stay in hate. They stay in hate. One thing, something bad happened to them and the world is sour. They have not moved from that bad experience. And every time, every now and then, I won't say every time, every now and then, you get into a conversation with them, and here it comes, here it comes, here that experience comes, because we stay stuck in that season. But the word says there's a time when you feel you hate. Uh, yes, I'm a hater. I'm a hater right now, and don't bother me. But that season's supposed to end, saints. You don't stay there because God's mercies are new every morning. He's faithful. And they're meant for a season. Solomon realized, he said here, what, verse 9, what profit hath he that worketh and that wherein he laboreth? What profit? Some of us are saying that. <laughs> That's what I want to know because I'm not even ready for retirement at this point, and I should be. Lord, what profit have he that laboreth? And then Solomon said, I'll tell you what, this is what I learned. And I said, I don't know, 
But he says here, I have seen the travail which God have given to the sons of men to be exercised in it. He had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out how he makes it from the beginning to the end. And that means basically God has not intended to you, for you to be his mastermind. He's his own mastermind. He didn't intend for you to figure him out. He's beyond figuring out. So, like, he, he realizes, I don't know what all this is, but I know I'm not going to figure God out. I know things don't last forever. I know I have to work. Say that. I know I have to work. Young people, I know I have to work. Get a job and make some money at some point in your life. But he says here that every man should eat, drink, and enjoy the good of his labor. It's a gift of God. Somebody said, that's what I'm saying, drink. Nope, don't mean it like that. Make merry. Enjoy life. Enjoy one another. Come together. Don't be a Debbie Downer every day because your bills aren't paid. Your bills ain't going to be paid. They're going to be paid when you die. And I know you're not ready to do that just yet. So don't let that bring you down. There are seasons. He, Solomon realized that too. He said, I realized there's not much difference between me and an animal and a beast. We all have one thing in common. Guess what that is? We're all going to die. So while I'm here, I know that I am here for a reason. I have purpose. The animals have purpose. But I have purpose. Excuse me. The, when Jesus was here and he was talking and he was trying to prepare his disciples for his leaving and departure and their purpose. Jesus came to die for our sins, right? That we might have eternal life. But he also came to prepare the church and to set the church in position to launch a new era, okay, a new dispensation. He came to do that, and God gave him specific people to impart information into who would do that. He, he picked 12 people uh, that followed, 12 men, but there were women that sat at his feet and learned these people were specifically ordained by God to help the church age get to where we are today. He told, he told them, the 120, go up and wait. So he was talking to them, and in Matthew 24, uh, 36, he was laying some things down. All through Matthew 24, he went through various dispensations and seasons and things that were going to come into the world before the coming of the Lord. He really taught, 
And he jumped through time. If you read it, you'll know it. And I sat there and I said, wow, it became so interesting to me because the Lord was talking to people about things that were going to happen and take place in the earth and they were never going to see it. They died before these things took place, but it was important that they understood and knew about seasons and things that were going to take place. So he was uh, speaking to them, and uh, he was talking, and he says, then at the end, um, he said, and then shall the end be. After this happens, this happens, that. And they said, Lord, but tell us. Tell us when the end is. And that's how we are today. We want to know specifically, exactly, when is this going to be over? Not so much the coming of the Lord. Because I'm talking to young people. I know y'all got a lot of living to do, got a lot of things to do. So do I. But we want to know specifically, when is this season going to end? When am I going to get out of this? I'm tired of being like this. I'm tired of this job every day. Oh, when, God, is somebody going to look at my resume? When am I going to get out of this house? When am I going to be old enough? Young people want to be old enough. When I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. Stop rushing these years because I can wait. You praying, rushing for another birthday, and I'm trying to say, slow down, calendar, slow down. But we all want to know, when is this going to be over? When, am I going to, when is my business going to be launched? When am I going to finish this? When am I going to have the money I want to have? When am I going to get married? When am I going to have children? When am I going to travel? What are all the whatever. When am I going to be delivered from this situation? When is my child going to be delivered? When? These are seasons still. Seasons still. But what the Lord said to those people back then that were just as anxious as we are today to know when and to understand when. He said, but of the day of the Lord and the hour, but of the day and the hour knoweth no man, not the angels, right? The angels don't know. The angels in heaven don't even know. But my father only. What's the point? The point, he's probably, you know, we would say, so stop sweating me. Don't ask me again because I don't have the answer. But he wanted us to understand the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God, saints. But along with his sovereignty, that's why I read this when we started. His mercies are new every single morning. So you don't have to, you know, just drop your shoulders down. Well, then what difference does it make if God's sovereign and whatever he wants to do? No. He energizes you every morning. That's what his mercies are. They're new every morning and tender. He energizes you. He gives you strength and ability to deal with the season and to go through the season. So back over again, the Lord has to reiterate this message to the same people. Acts chapter 1. Verse 6, and this was after the Lord had um, 
died and he was rose. And, you know, he, he was seen before he went up. And this is before the Lord's ascension. He said, uh, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou, when he, when he comes back, because that never left them, they knew that, and, and they knew he had risen, he had proven that he was God, he rose, so this must be true, he's going to restore the kingdom, um, and they said, Lord, when you come back, because he told them I'm leaving, they said, Lord, at, when you come back, are you going to restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said, uh, again, it is not for you to know the times. And the times here means chronos, the space of time. The delayed, it's a delayed season, saints. It's not for you to know the time. Or the seasons. Here, those, the seasons mean due seasons, specific appointed time. It's not for you to know the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. The word power, I thought was, the word power is um, exousia, right? And what that power is, is it's superhuman. It's the potent power. God all-powerful. The authority and the strength of God is in himself. So it's not for me to know. It's, I'm not always going to understand. But here's, here's the clincher here. He said, but, 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 you shall receive power. It looks like it jumps to a whole different subject. Because I'm asking you about when you're coming back and the seasons and this and that. And how do you shift gears? <laughs> oh, and you say to me, but ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you and ye shall be my witnesses. And he goes on to say where they're going to witness. And I looked the word power up, which we all know, or some, some may not. It means dunamis. And the difference between exousia and dunamis is that exousia, dunamis, is miraculous power. Exousia is superhuman. It's the power God's supposed to have. Dunamis, what he gives me, it's miraculous. It's power that I could not have on my own. Are you hearing me, saints? It's strength, it's might, and it's ability that I don't have within myself. But God gives it to me. He rained down Pentecost. He rained down the Holy Ghost so that I could have power in my seasons. He said, don't worry about it. You want to know when this is happening, when this is passing. But I give you power, might, supernatural, miraculous, strength, so that you can deal in your seasons. You can understand the times and what I've called you to do. And witnesses here is not door-to-door -door handing out tracts. Though it's a part of it. But the main thing is that I am his proof. Hallelujah. 
I become the evidence that Jesus is real. You're his proof today, saints. You're his witness. You're the witness. How you live this life in the strength and the power of God, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter where you are, no matter what your season is, you walk in the strength of God and the power of God. It's not always easy. That's what the word, there's times to mourn. There's times where wake up weeping, we go to bed weeping. But God gives us strength and mercies to live and to pursue and to push forward. We don't slit our throat. We don't jump out of a window. We don't drive our car off a cliff because of the Holy Ghost power of God. We need his power. He said, but ye shall receive power. It's important. And I challenge you, young people, for those under my voice, even adults, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, ask God. You don't need a tarrying service. God could fill you at home, taking a shower, in the tub, in the bed. Lord, I need your power. I need your Holy Ghost. I need your strength. Endure, endow me with your power. It's for a reason. It's for a purpose. It's not just to say, I speak in tongues. It's beyond the tongue speaking. It's to live out this life. When I'm in my seasons, when I'm going through, knowing to know my season means I know how to move forward. If I don't know and understand that seasons change and shift, not controlling, not knowing when, then I'll know this is time for me to launch that project because I'm not stuck over here. I know that seasons come, seasons go. And that's why old folks say to you, honey, it ain't going to be like this always. Keep going, keep pressing, keep pushing. It's just for now. And I say that to you, young, do not make, do not make permanent decisions because of a temporal situation. Don't do it. Don't do it. Wait on the Lord. Just go through it. He said, I will not. Not till it's clear, till his will is clear to me. Then make the decision. Because this, I tell you, is temporary. There's things that we have gone through. Some of us have experienced horrible things. Some of you now may be going through unmentionables. But it's going to end. I declare by the word of God, it's not going to last forever. It's not. We talked, I talked to you, Solomon, with his wisdom, he tried everything. He became depressed. He tried so many things, they depressed him, it brought him down, 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 down. And he had to walk and think about this thing. Think it through. And he understood life is different. Life is different. Often difficult. 
but we don't go through it alone. Young people, you're not alone. Do not get mystified. Not even mystified. That's the wrong word. Do not get um, perplexed by what you see today, by what's going on. Ask God to give you a clear head. Clear my head. Clear my head. We can. You can be so overwhelmed by what you see, um, the protesting, the, the rioting. Um, there's um, killings and murders and who to trust and who not to trust. And Satan can take all of that and just pile stuff on you, pile hatred. Oh, I hate the cops. Oh, I hate this group of people. Oh, I hate this group. Every, then we start talking in absolutes and uh, we uh, include people everybody's this everybody's that that's the devil trying to muddy and cloud your mind and we have to understand these are seasons and they don't last forever even if you hear people say yeah but this has been going on for so and so and so and so and so years it's still a season you just don't know when it's going to end but God does God and he's just he's just and you need his power you need his Holy Ghost to deal with things the right way Ecclesiastics 12 here Solomon had done a whole lot of stuff things that we want to do he got to do he had the money the power the name the fame to do it and now he's more mature He's older, and he's given advice to the young. He was young when we started, but now he's given advice to the young. And he realizes, he starts in 12, and he says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh. When thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. So he's like, remember God now, while you're young, while you're young, give him your life, give him your heart, give him your dreams, give him your desires while you're young. Don't wait till you're old. And then he describes being old and your hair is gray and you're, you're, you're barely waking up. All you and your friends is talking about his funeral. You got your life insurance. Yeah, where'd, where'd you put your stuff? I put my stuff over there. You know those colonial life commercials. Ain't <laughs> no young people on those commercials. Remember God now while you're young. And you can hear the birds. You see the sun. You see there's vision in your eyes. There's purpose in your breath. You have dreams and aspirations. Remember him at that point and season in your life. He says, he jumps, and I'm going to the end because I'm concluding this thing here. He said, nor, verse 9, and moreover, because the preacher was wise, he still taught the people knowledge. Yea, he have good heed and sought out and set in order many proverbs. He still taught them because of his wisdom. And he sought to find acceptable words because if you read Ecclesiastics, he says some rough stuff. 
But now I want to give you the right thing. I want to find acceptable words. And he realized how important information is, how important words are. The words of the wise are as goads and as nails fastened by the masters of assemblies, which are given from one shepherd. He said, and further, by these, my son, be admonished of making many books there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. Too much study of books and knowledge outside of the word of God and the word of truth wears you down. Yes, I said it. And I'm big on education. Get all the education you can get. But searching out and trying to find God and trying to find out beyond what's here. Another truth, another way. It wears you out, wears you down, because you can't. His ways are past understanding and finding out. People are trying today. There's so many different channels. Um, people are trying to um, tell us where COVID came from, tell us why COVID came here, tell us what COVID's supposed to do, try to tell us how we can end COVID, try to, uh, I mean, and if you study all this stuff, you'll just be overwhelmed, like, oh my God. And the truth of the matter is they don't know. They don't know. Even their good ideas, not fact. They don't. But it'll wear you down. And he says here, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. At the end of everything, he says, fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. He said, I did it. I did it all. I did a lot. I did a lot. More than you can imagine. And I'm telling you, the main thing, young people, as you're walking through this life, is that you learn to fear God and obey God. Keep his commandments. Fight to do what he tells you to do. Because seasons are coming. Seasons come and seasons go. But understand what is important for you is to get power from God. Fear him and obey him. For in this is the whole duty of man. Amen. God bless you. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the truth of your word. We thank you for the hearers this morning. God, we pray a special prayer for the young people that are under the sound of my voice, Lord. I pray that your will be done in their life. God, fill them with your power. You said in the last days, you told Joel you would pour out your spirit on all flesh. And you said that your young daughters, they're going to dream, dream dreams. God, we pray that the sons and the daughters fall into line of your will and purpose for their lives, God, and endow them with power 
in the name of Jesus. Make them strong, that they rack strong in you, in their knowledge of you, in their understanding of you, God. Give them strength and help them to stand no matter what season they're in. Um, we who are older, we who are in between, God, give us strength to go through our seasons knowing they don't last always, and you're going to give us mercies and renew us every day. For this is a promise in your word. And we say thank you and amen. Praise God. God bless you, thank, saints. We thank you for being with us this morning. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Faison, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter in place. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973 902 9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. To support our ministry with your tithes and offerings, you can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at Living H2O Church, or Zelle at 973 902 9933. Follow us at Living H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.